Are you good? I'm good. Okay, I got this. Uh, spit in your goggles, wash them so they don't fog up. Welcome <laughs> to a spat in them. I'd always just give them a little wipe out. I always spit. Um, welcome to Water Pull a Fit Podcast. Uh, Marin here. Uh, also here, my friend, my neighbour, or former neighbour. What's not? I'm still not far away. Teammate and um, wingman. Former wingman. Well, I'll still, I'll yeah, still do my best for you. Um, James Fowlson. G'day, Marin. How are you? Welcome to the pod. Mate, thanks for having me. Uh, good to have you, actually. It's been, uh, it's been a while. Good to be back. Good to be back talking water polo. Yeah, I know. In winter? In winter, but a lot going on. Yeah, it's definitely heating up. Um, we are not that far from uh, Olympics, uh, which is exciting. Um, how long to go now? It depends on when you post this, but as we record, 52 days. Two months-ish, under-ish. Under two months. What's under the deal with, um, is there going to be an opening ceremony? Yeah, I think there is, but I think you've got to march in your isolated group. Oh. oh, so they're still going to have people marching? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there is an opening ceremony, but I don't know if they'll be marching. Is it going to be like a vaccinated opening ceremony and non-vaccinated opening ceremony? <laughs> I don't know. If I, I haven't looked that far into it, man. I think uh, Australian water polo teams, both male and female, so they've been all jabbed up. Yep, I think yeah. so. All jabbed up, all one and two dose. They borrowed the uh, syringes from cycling team, apparently. <laughs> They went to them and said, do you, do you need the jab? And they kind of went, we got this covered. Yeah, we're we've okay. done this before. We're okay. We're it's, okay. Not we're okay. it's not our first radio. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking recovery methods later in the show, aren't we? We are, actually. Uh, and actually, I, I didn't have that, but um, we should definitely touch on a um, bit of that stuff as well. Uh, as in, obviously, you can't use steroids, but there are things that can be, well, I'm not going to say just as good, but close to. As in um, something that can give you the same kind of effect. Yeah. 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 All right. So well, let's not let's not dive into that just yet. Um, talk through uh, Olympic preparations. Where are we at? What's happened in the last couple of weeks? So I think women's team got named. Strong team. Yep. Um, it's exciting. And I, I guess, uh, yeah, for those, obviously, congratulations to those who got selected. For those that missed out, obviously, um, it, it, you know, like it's always... You always kind of focus on ones that made it, but we sometimes forget the ones that are sort of probably hurting. Uh, mm. So for those, uh, head up. Um, yeah, thinking of you as well. It was interesting. I spoke, uh, got to see a couple of them last week. They were down in Sydney just before the team got announced. And they've all got such positive attitudes to it. Uh, even the ones that were pretty sure they weren't going to kind of make the squad, they saw, well, look, the experience that they've gone through has been absolutely incredible. And because of the the lockdown situation or the fact that the, the borders are closed, it's meant that they've had this training camp, this training bubble up on the shun, Sunshine Coast for, for months. So some of these younger players coming through have just got this incredible experience being around that incredible team 
Um, and it's now a three-year cycle to the next Olympics. Yeah, so yeah, so for, I guess hopefully if one's they missed out, they can potentially hang around and, yeah, give it another shot in Paris. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like when, when a team is announced, there's that mental shift. It's gone from, I've got to make the team, I've got to make the team. To, and you do everything you can to make the team to perform during those selection criteria to then being able to to change your mindset, change your thinking, and then really start preparing for, for the tournament. Like yeah. Obviously, the whole cycle is preparing for the tournament, but as a player, as an athlete, yes, it's a team game. You've got team goals. You've got all the team behaviours that you want to stick to, but you're going to make that team. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, like it, it's always going to be back of your mind that, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm behaving and I'm part of this squad as I'm going, but, you know, there are also 20 people in the room and you know, know there's only going to be 13 going, so... Yeah, 100% um, team first, as long as I'm in that team. Yeah, so yeah. so I guess for ones that have made it now, I guess shifts again. So it's like, well, yeah. now it's like, no, I'm in team. How do I become the best and beat the best? And hopefully shift towards... Yeah, it's up to me now to win a gold medal. And we've spoken about it before. It's making sure that each person in that squad, in that team, knows knows what their role is and knows how they are going to contribute to the success of the team. Um, not everyone, not everyone's the goal scorer. Not everyone's the one that's going to score the winning goal, but they might give the winning pass or they might do that extra drive to create the space mm. to score that goal. And it's those little efforts that, for a team, make up those goals. So uh, this is where you really start refining what your role is on that team and just doing that to the best of your ability, right? Yeah, well, mentally, you can start really start psyching up towards it. Um, so, yeah, women's team was named, so congratulations. Uh, men's team yet to be named. Um, I, I think it's not far. Um, so it'd be, yeah, interesting to see. Expecting any surprises in that team? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um i got no idea what a coaching staff is thinking. Um, this is such a unique preparation, such a unique Olympics. Um, so, yeah, i got no idea. Um, and as well as, um, yeah, like I think, I think it's going to come down to last minute, whoever's, like I don't know who's in form, you know, so... Yeah, and, and interesting, like this, it's got announced during the week that Elvis will move on after after this Olympics. That'll be two cycles that he's seen through. Yeah. This tournament defines, to me, this tournament defines his legacy in Australia. Yeah, no. I think he's had a little bit, he's had some success, like we've won silver medals, gold medals at big tournaments, and um, we haven't done that before, but I think it needs a result in this to say that it's been a successful totally. cycle. I think... For me, uh, having small involvement with men's team and, 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 and being around Ellis and obviously paying attention to the team, one thing that, one of the qualities of many, but one of the best qualities that I've seen Elvis do, he just seems to have the ability to get the guys to lift at a big tournaments. Like, um, they always, you know, they, they, they had tours before World Champs or Olympics where they just... You know they were getting smoked, and then comes to like a big tournament, and they, and they're not only competing but they're beating some of the top nations. So um, I hope it's going to be the same. It's 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 such a hard 
thing because it's so new for all the coaches, even experienced ones, you know, like yeah. it's not the same Olympics. It's not like I think what's going to be hard as well for a lot of coaching staff and selection and for players, like they don't really get to prove themselves against other teams. Traditionally, they'll be probably in Europe now yep. in a training camp against Serbia, Croatia or someone and their team will be get selected. As that's, uh, that would have been like a final test. Yeah. 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 So Whereas now they're, they're going in. Do you know if the men have got any lead up tournament? Like, I'm pretty sure the women flight, chartered flight from North Queensland straight over to Tokyo, straight into the village, 24 hours, 48 hours before their first game. Yeah. Um, uh, there was talk. And again, uh, who knows? But there was a talk they were going to go to, I think, Croatia and Serbia and have a camp. Um, with, I think, Four Nations. It was like a Four Nation tournament. Um, and then, obviously, they weren't sure what's going to happen in Europe with the current corona, quarantine, everything else. And then I think there was a talk they're going to base themselves in Japan with other teams, not in Tokyo, but outside of Tokyo. Uh, and I'm not sure what the latest is. So I guess there's a, there's a risk that comes with that. Like you look at the um, Australian skateboarders who went over yeah. to qualify in the states, got the Rona out, living that's, the dream over. That's like horrendous. Imagine that happened in the week, two weeks before the, the tournament you've been waiting for a lifetime for. What is it? European qualifiers that Turkey got disqualified because yeah. they had three guys with um, yeah. Corona. I think it's going to be similar rules in Japan as well. Like as I understand that, it's up to your team to create a bubble and protect your team and if you got three cases you're out so um yeah maybe you and i should go there just like start kissing just <laughs> <laughs> kissing all the creation i thought players. you meant just going just like wear your togs just like no we want to spread if three, if three blokes get injured we're in yeah <laughs> <All> that <too. laughs> no i was thinking yeah. gonna go there spread yeah. the uh, spread the rona yeah it's like kissing everyone um that why tyler was over there that's why he's there yeah he made it he was there as a uh, Although that would mean we'll have to contract it, and I don't know what would be the best way. Oh, so we just got to Melbourne. Yeah, Easy. To Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the flight out of Melbourne and yeah. up we go. Just stay in hotel quarantine. Actually, just hang around hotel quarantine and it will be sweet. Um, yeah. Tell me, what is the um, – so once the Olympics done and dusted, what does the post-Fatovich era look like for the national team? So I read the article that Waterpolo Australia posted, and as I understand, he's going to play a bit of a mentor role and help with transition of the new men's coach, yep. um, as well as act as a bit of a, like an ambassador for us in Europe, which I think is awesome. Um, and I think uh, what ambassador means, or I might have made it up, I'm not sure if it's the right wording, good word, but, good word. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it just helped kind of with a pathway for all the people that want to play in Europe. So he's going he's gonna to be there on the ground and... And obviously he knows, like he's been around, so he knows what a club, good clubs are and can give good advice and, and just help. Because um, he, not that I've done it, but it can be quite daunting going to a foreign country, you know, not really know anyone and not knowing your way around. So reading into that, that kind of, if they've got him as a mentoring a coach, having a pathway, helping with a pathway to Europe, that would mean that they're not looking for a European coach and they're not looking for someone with, 
a wealth of experience, right? Because if you've got a, if you're going to bring in a Rudich, yeah, right, he doesn't want a mentor. Yeah, he wants his own school of, of water polo. If you're bringing in someone from uh, Serbia, Spain, they've got their own um, pathways and that over there. So, uh, to me, reading into that, they're looking for a local coach. I mean, I hope that's the case. I, I, I love to see a local coach um, just because we haven't had one. And um, I think there are some plenty, there are some plenty, there are some good local coaches around. Um, but I think... Uh, By the way, I, I think we've had a couple of local coaches before. No, no. I don't think... I think oh, before Alice Vedder. I think, Tom, I think Tom might kind of disagree with you. I think um, Nisham might disagree with you. No, but in recent, it was Foxy. Was it Foxy? Foxy might disagree with Who you. was before Foxy? Who was? Was that um, Nisham? Nisham, maybe. And then before Nisham? Or maybe, we were, I guess we only had, um, for men's team, we probably only had, I guess foreigners, it was Erkin. Yeah, Erkin. Um, we should have done this research a little bit better. Because, um, yeah, before Erkin, there was Charlie Turner. Yeah. Right? Then Charlie Turner went into the Erkin era. Yeah. And there was a couple of little chop and change during then. Foxy came in. Um, Erkin was back. Yeah. Oh, Nisham was there. Uh, you know what? I got it. I got okay, this. Yeah, it it was it. Charlie Turner, Erkin, Nisham, John Fox, Elvis. With a bit of back and forth in there. Who was back and forth? Erkin. Yeah, I'm just talking because Erkin. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Olympics. So 2004 yep. was Erkin coaching. Yep. yep. 2008 was Foxy. Foxy. 12 was Foxy, and then 16 was Elvis, and now Elvis Elvis. Yep. Jeez, I'm good. That's well done. I need research. Well done. I know my facts, yeah. mate. Mate, you're good. Um, well, you're good eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I, well, but like I think, as I understood it, I like was more, more. As a handover, so even if Rudish was going to come, I think Elvis will act as like, okay, this is what I know about it. Like, so it's not like a cold start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand. Uh, well, I think it would be more like, yeah, handing over. Um, because you got a three His year, c- you got a three year cycle. Yeah, right. And you got uh, a roster that some will some will move on. They've they're done, dusted after this tournament. They've had enough. Want to move on with it? Yeah. Um, so you've got a but. A core nucleus that will go on, plus new kids coming through. You want someone that knows the system. Yeah, like if you and I were going to take on a job, um, we want. Is that what you think they're aiming for? You reckon we get a job? Like you reckon they're going to come yeah, to okay, us and yeah. go, Marion? You can do strength and conditioning, and okay, like, day one. Yep. You and I rock up training camp. What do we do with the boys? Ten two hundreds. Not even Average. close. What would you do? Well, what What would you do? I'll. I'll, 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 a bit of bonding. I'll go. I'll go bonding straight up. I'll go. Depending what's available, but I'll probably. You know what I'll do? I'll probably uh, get a boat and get the boys on a boat and get some brews and just have a day on the harbour with the boys. Play some um, uh, blinding lights by weekend. Yep. And um, maybe a bit of abba. Gimme, gimme. Yeah, bit of karaoke. Uh, bit of karaoke. See who's got good good talking skills, who's not. Um and yeah, start with a bit of bonding session and then go from there. That would be my actually, you know what? I'll I'll I would do something social. Right. 
then next day. And then when they really all everyone's really hung over, then I was just blindsided with a ten one hundreds and see. Yeah, I guess. But if you're coming in, if, if you're coming in new to whether it's a team an organisation, what do you want to do day one? Nah, it, okay. Yeah. Jokes aside, I would, I yeah. would, I definitely, I. And this is just my thing. I would definitely yeah. do something social. I would want to start building culture, and I know, might, you know, people might go, oh, you know, getting, you know, a few brews under you is maybe not the culture you want to start building, but. Just bit of you know, just relax the nerves and just you know get to know everyone and see how everyone mingles and see you know what group groups are like. I probably observe, yeah. observe who's close, yeah. who's tight, yeah. and then um, from there, just I, I'll probably go straight to the game. I probably I, I want to see how everyone's traveling. I, I, I will probably my first camp will be pretty relaxed, just see where I'm at, um, and I will be really conscious not to do what. They've been doing for the last four years. Yeah. I'm probably a little bit different. Well, that's why we... I'd probably look at... Um, straight away, I'd want to set the framework of what the... Start with, you know, what's our purpose here? What are our goals? What are we going to aim for? Um, yep. I'd get theoretical. I'd go, okay, well, what do we kind of want to get to? Um, what are our objectives? And then there and then, set our trademark. What do we want to stand for as a team? Um, what have we done in the past that that doesn't allow us to, to so be that team that we want to be? Um, and what are we going to do going forward? You're just assuming they're not going to win a gold medal in Tokyo? Or what if they win a gold medal? You've still got to set standards. Yeah. You've still got to set benchmarks. You've still got to look at the team and go, what do we want to stand for going forward? Because at the end of the day, it's the individuals in the team that uphold those benchmarks. Call it culture, call it whatever you want to do. But if you agree to those benchmarks right from the very start, establish establish the framework and the behaviours that you want to set for a team. If you do that on day one, week one, it might not be day one, you might have your ice yeah. breakers, you might want to do things, but in that first training camp, I'd want to set the standard that we're going to adhere to for the next three years. Would you play any given Sunday, the, the speech? Probably, probably. Uh, remember the Titans? That would be a key part of the... Uh, Get to know each other. Um, Michael Jordan, Doco, the last dance. Probably a bit of Rocky, I reckon too. Um, would you call that? Like, would you? You know, like uh, Phil Jackson had um, every season had a theme. So the last dance. Like, yep. Did you have? Would yep. you have themes for your cycle? Yeah, I'd, I like that idea. Keep it fresh, uh, but, but I'd also like would keep it fresh. Be the the fresh Prince of Bel Air. Could be because <laughs> I also think a theme song for the team's really important. Like you know how. The Chicago Bulls, when they came out, they had that soundtrack to it. Yeah. What would you... I'd, I'd get it made up. I'd get someone... Oh, that actually, yeah, actually... Yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be cool. Yeah. Like on that on that session, when you're setting your standards, you'd, you'd ask questions, okay, well, what do we want to sound like? And get sort of the, the soundscape out, get that brief going, and then get someone in to, to mix it. Perfect time to bring Maddie Savile back into the fold. <laughs> He's back. He's back in the country. Yeah. Uh, what was the song he put on for a Tiger Show for Woodsy? Um, um, do you remember it? No. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, moving on. We digress a little bit there. Um, so, today, we mentioned it earlier, we want to talk recovery. And we want to talk, you've got a couple of interesting recovery methods. Yeah, so, I guess I wanted to touch on... Um, and probably for next 
few episodes really kind of you know we, we we're heading up we're getting close to uh, well we're not really in close about uh, you know what things we'll probably start thinking about getting into the training and 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 if i was in charge of a program i'll probably start doing some volume uh in off season start building a base and obviously when you're doing a volume you you the, the magic happens in recovery. And if you don't know that by now, you should know that. Like the, the magic doesn't happen in a pool. It doesn't happen in a gym. It happens what you do after in recovery. That's that's essentially how you get stronger, bigger, faster, and everything else. Um, so uh, we, we over the last few episodes, in the past, we have spoken about different recovery methods. We obviously spoke about sleep being probably the most underrated form of doing it. We've spoken about nutrition or we touched on nutrition. Um, but I wanted to kind of touch some kind of probably non-traditional and probably few methods that uh, our listeners haven't heard of. Um, and they're a bit quirky, but they're are scientifically... Are these easy to do? Is this something that any punter can do after a training session or after a game or...? Not initially, uh-huh. but um, yeah. Not initially, but I think it's, you know, you know us, Jimmy, we always set the trend and we always, before things happen, like I think these things will be more accessible yeah. in the future. Um, and when I say that, like it, it's, it's not super crazy. So I'll get into it. So the first one. Just before you do that, as you say that, I'll do the, what, what's this gun thing that I'm standing on here? What's this? Oh, that's a 12-inch multi-speed. Uh, it's actually, um, you got to switch it over the bottom. Then you go. It's actually go on because you want to hear it. Like it's attached. So obviously you don't know recovery. Yeah. Hold on, you gotta unplug it. All right, you're on. You just press the button. Oh, look at that. Yeah, you can't even hear it. That's aggressive. So James, because uh, this this is more of a, a listening auditory auditory uh, platform. James is just using the high price vibration gun. Funny enough. Um, State of Origin, New South Wales Blues, they're partnered up with a company, uh, High Price, High Price. Uh, actually, I should give them a shout out because they, uh, they gave me some stuff for free. And uh, if you want a discount with High Price, uh, Marin 10 for 10%. Uh, they make uh, vibration guns. They make those boots, the blow-up boots that you've seen everyone do it. And uh, they partner up with some uh, big leagues such as NBA. Um, yeah, nice. And what's that red light thing? Mate, this is not part of the segment. Okay, I was just setting the scene. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those. We can talk about this. Um, so the first one we'll cover is BFR, which stands for blood flow restriction. Now, we have touched on this in one of the episodes. I'm sure we've spoken about this. Uh, essentially, blood flow restriction is what it, what, what, what it stands for. It restricts the blood... In, restricts the blood flow into your working muscles. Now, the science in that, by doing that, it essentially tricks your brain to create more of a hormonal response. So your body starts producing um, or activating more hormones such as testosterone um, and a uh, bit of estrogen and all the kind of good stuff to just help with everything, speeds up everything uh, in your body. So there's a couple of ways you can use it. You can actually use it to grow muscle quicker. Um, by using it, we can cover that some other time. But you can also do it as recovery because um, the Katsu band, which is uh, probably I reckon the best band at the moment, uh, comes a little uh, actually. Do you say Katsu? 
Ketsu, it's a Japanese word for blood restriction, I think. Ketsu. Also, Ketsu chicken. (laughs) 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 I'm not sure. Uh, No, it's Ketsu, definitely, but I'm not sure if it's the same as a chicken. You're going to sushi. Deep fried. Uh, get to chicken, which probably does help with pro- recovery it as well, protein and protein, um yep. and all, all good stuff. Um, so yeah, so blood flow restriction essentially yeah. how it works. You put it around your arms, um, and that pulse, so it just restricts you. Think of it as like a, a old school blood pressure cuffs, kind of like that. It just kind of really tightens it around your arm, and then releases it, tightens up your arm, and releases it. And um, with the band, with with a little machine, it does actually have an actual. Uh, pressure that does it um so it's um just doesn't cut off the blood flow it actually kind of pulses it and uh, it helps the recovery so blood for restriction watch the space actually funny enough i forgot about this i just came to me now ais has done studies on this and ais has already started to do programs with blood flow restriction uh what i've seen we can put it in our notes or we can put it on instagram it it's Basically, you do it with body weight. You do it with 30% of your 1RM max, and you're doing whole of the reps, and essentially just burns like anything. But again, the, the burn is telling your brain or your body to start producing those hormones and just speed everything up. Um, so, yeah, so it's not just us, Jimmy. AIS is starting to, uh, you know, tap into it as well. So, good. Check it out. So, uh, the next one. So, this is the weird one, right? So this is the um, the one that uh, I showed Jimmy uh, the video about, uh, and the uh, um, he claims that it's better than steroids. Let me just pull up the um, uh, uh, yeah, better than steroids. It claims this study from Stanford. So. Uh, I won't. It's legal, right? So far, it's legal. So, um, when we and everyone's experienced this, when you get super, super hot slash heated. So, if you are running or swimming, uh, if you're training outdoors and it's bloody hot and you're doing big swim sets and you heat up, you, everyone knows. Everyone's experienced the feeling. We just you're just gone. Like your performance go, goes. Um, you start to feel weak, got no energy, and yeah, your performance goes downhill. And you're cooked. You're cooked, essentially cooked. So, um, if you want to maintain your performance, you want to keep your core temperature cool. Um, so, what they've done studies in Stanford, especially, is how do we keep our core temperature cool during the um, during the exercise during performance. Now. You would think one of the ways to kind of cool your core temperature is to jump in an ice bath or jump in a shower. Mm-hmm. Now, that actually doesn't work. It does um, obviously makes you cold, but it doesn't actually cool your core temperature in. So one of the random studies they've done and discovered what actually works is cooling your hands. Um, now, it's again, it's not about just dumping your hands in an ice bucket. It's, it could be just like having a um, the ice um bucket in front of you just kind of holding your hands um over the ice for like you know 10 20 seconds and you kind of do that in between your gym workouts or between the quarters or between the thing now i know it sounds quirky 
I know you think I'm making this up, but it's actually a legitimate study. And they've done studies with a whole lot of um, protocols, one of them being pull-ups. Um, so uh, from memory, how they worked this study, they got a whole lot of people to do six weeks program of just doing pull-ups and basically doing max pull-ups. So you're just doing as many pull-ups as you can till your form goes. So over six weeks. And I want to say it was... I want to say it was uh, five days a week or every day. So it was it, you would just these people will rock up and they'll do as many pull-ups as they can. Once they um, uh, can't do any pull-ups, they stop for good form. So group A, the group that it hasn't wasn't cooling their hands, uh, managed to do a on average 160 pull-ups in six weeks. Group B, the uh, group that was actually um cooling their hands in between um, the workouts or between the sets. Uh, how many, Jimmy? How many do you reckon they did? You told me before. Uh, do you remember? 620. Oh, yeah, I did too. Yeah, 620. So a huge, huge, huge um, difference. And look, if, if people are interested to know more about how they've done it, um, shout out on Instagram. But – I need to actually pull up the actual study study, but as I understand, they were doing, there might have been three sets of max pull-ups because they, they, they had to cool their hands in between, in between sets. the sets. Yeah. Um, now, at Stanford, they got this really weird glove I showed Jimmy before, and it's a vacuum. So they got this poor bloke to run on treadmill on a hot room, um, and they cooled his hands, and he managed to run for a long time. So they've done it on bicycles. They've done it on bench press as well. So we can pull up the numbers, but the pull-up one was probably the most impressive. And you heard it first here on Water Puller Fit about this random recovery protocol, but uh, keep an eye out on Stanford football team, Auckland Raiders, San Francisco 69ers, and, um, sorry, 49ers. (laughs) 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 Uh, 49ers and Men United soccer team. So apparently they're all doing trials with this study as well. So... Uh, when you're watching Man United play or just teams play, maybe just you know have a little sneaky uh, look what they're doing on the bench and if they're cooling their hands. So um, interesting one. Yeah, and for those listening at home, it does. It looks like you know the guy in Zoolander, the hand model. Oh yeah, yeah, That's what it looks yeah, like. it does. We should. We'll, we'll put a link to the video uh, so people don't think we're crazy. Um, what's the third? What's our third? So the third one's probably not maybe a protocol. It's more kind of debunking the protocol. So ice baths. Um, so traditionally, we've been told after the workout, after you know exercise, to jump in an ice bath to improve recovery and decrease your muscles muscle soreness. Yep. So traditionally, you'd say three minutes in a hot shower, thirty seconds in the ice bath. Yeah. On off. On but off. it was usually traditionally was done straight after your workout. Yep. Now. What studies and what science suggest is what what they've done is if you do that straight after the workout, you're actually killing all inflammation. So look, inflammation, you know, it's chronic inflammation is not ideal. However, if you want to build muscle, if you want to get better, you want the inflammation to kind of be in your body so your body adapts. And we spoke about this before in really simple terms. When you do weights, you rip your muscle fibers out, your body gets inflamed to recover, repair. Yep but it repairs it better. If you ice bath... Yeah, and the body gets... Okay, so this is what we're doing. Like yeah. We, we watched that uh, video... The of Late Hamilton. Late Hamilton. Yeah. Where just if the guy that ran the marathon every day 
after a couple of days, his body was like, well, this is just what we do. Yeah, got adapted. Yeah. yeah, adaptation. So if you, yeah. you and your body, that's amazing about our bodies, they will adapt to stresses we give it. So doing the ice baths straight after the exercise workout sesh, you're actually blunting, you're killing that inflammation. Therefore, you're probably leaving a lot of performance on the table. So in terms of recovery, Try not, if you do have an ice bath, so if you're doing hot colds, do it at three or four hours after you exercise. So let your body deal with inflammation, go through the process, adaptation, Mm -hmm. and then get into your recovery to reduce muscle soreness and all the rest of it so you can back it up the next day. So um, reason why I'm sort of bringing this up because ice baths are getting popular, um, but I just sort of seen a few people use it slightly wrong and and to be honest when i was in our yes they encouraged us or you'll probably say they encouraged us to jump in ice baths right after the session now the only cop out to that will be if you are in a full-on camp Mm -hmm. and you're going to be getting inflammation so maybe okay you can justify doing it however if i was if that was kind of the case i would probably do the ice baths if you only can do it after training i would do it every second or third session uh, but ideally you do it three or four hours um, after the workout and this is wasn't part of this recovery protocol but I'm going to give a bonus listeners with food so protein synthesis there is and back in the day they used to talk about window of opportunity so having to you have to have your protein shake straight after training that is kind of true so there is a window between sort of straight after to sort of 19 minutes where your body seems to um, synthesize or the protein gets, um, it's not absorbed, but your body starts to process the protein, therefore muscle growth repairs and stuff. So on that, the recovery protocol, um, on what I just said, if you're doing a gym workout, um, between your sets, just cool your hands. So cold water, ice bucket ideally. You don't want to ice your hand. You just want to cool your hands, your palms. So there are sensory, um, what, what did the bloke say? Um, what, uh, I lost the word. Uh, preceptors. There's a preceptors on your feet and hands and that's what sends a message to our core, temp, core uh, to cool down. Uh, don't ask me how it works. I'm just repeating the study. Um, so you don't want to ice put it, chuck your hands in ice buckets. You want to cool them. So you do that in a gym workout, and then after your gym workout, smash your protein shake. Hopefully, have your uh, amino acids, your creatine in there as well. And then three or four hours after, jump in a cold uh, bath, ice bath. And when are you doing your blood flow restriction? Uh, before you go to bed. So I, w- yeah. I mean, look, you can do that. Um, so interestingly enough, blood flow restrictions, uh, US swimming team does use them a bit. Yeah. Um, they would usually do it in between. So at Olympics, they would probably use, u- u- use blood flow restriction just before you go to sleep in between heats and finals. Um, well, that's what I've seen, how they use it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's good. So we've got our three things: so blood flow restriction, katsu. cooling glove, chicken katsu, cooling glove, Zoolander, mm-hmm. ice baths, and for three A is protein synthesis. Your ninety minute window. Yeah. So those are three and a half points of better recovery. Yeah, and if this sounds quirky, we'll uh, 
we'll put in show notes and please reach out on on the gram or send us a message and we can sort of spam you with more stuff but i thought it's kind of cool um and it's backed by science not just by me and jimmy science love it uh anything else Marin? um no i think um we're good that's good. Um, if you, as Marin said, if you do have any questions, email us at james at waterpolo.fit. Um, if you have any um, suggestions, if you want anyone you want to hear from, if you've disagreed or agreed with anything that you've heard from us today, or if you just want to say hi, um, all show notes will be on waterpolo.fit. Sweet. Nice. Thanks, Marin. Ciao.